The Wickham Wanderers Show. Welcome to episode one of series three of the Wickham Wanderers Show. And if you think the 28th of July is, is a bit early to start previewing the season, uh, yeah, normally you'd be correct. But of course, this season uh, we're starting things a little earlier. Uh, 12 months ago, of course, we were at Adams Park for uh, our build up to the uh, pre season friend against Leicester when uh, we had the unveiling of Sam Vokes, who we'll hear from uh, later on this hour as well. Also coming up, we'll hear from the chairman and co-owner Rob Kuig. We'll speak to manager Gareth Ainsworth, and we'll hear from captain Joe Jacobson. Also Jasper Pandon, of course, one of the uh, four new signings. Uh, another signing believed to be imminent as well, which is uh, quite exciting uh, at the club as we prepare for the first League One game of the season against Burton Albion on Saturday. Uh, look very much looking forward to bringing you live commentary here on Wickham Sound as well, uh, extending our sort of coverage for the season coming up as well uh, with Phil Catchpole of Wanderers TV. As I say, there, that kicks off at three o'clock, of course. Uh, also, we're continuing our partnership this season, as you'd expect, with the Wickham Wanderers X Players Association, and you won't be disappointed with uh, who we'll be speaking to. <laughs> Although, if you are disappointed, I'm not quite sure what to suggest. How can you be disappointed? No, uh, we'll be chatting to Keith Ryan uh, very, very soon as well. And we'll be chatting live to current uh, first-team player, friend of the show and uh, defender Jack Grimmer. And fan of Love Island, it appears, as well. <laughs> and we'll be getting his thoughts uh, in the next hour as well. So, uh, lots to bring you. And, uh, as I say, very excited to uh, tell you about the uh, the live coverage. Uh, we've got the usual uh, show from midday, just before kick-off on a Saturday. Uh, home games at Adams Park with Rob Lesperance. Then a new uh, preview show uh, from 2 o'clock uh, with Phil. Um, uh, Wickham Sound programming continues online as well. But on 106.6 FM, you're able to hear uninterrupted coverage uh, of Wickham home and away games. And there'll be some post-match reaction as well uh, after the game. Uh, so uh, plenty to look forward to uh, check out the Wickham Sound website for more details uh, wickhamsound.org.uk it's uh, been a very curtailed what it feels like anyway uh, pre-season doesn't it only a few, few weeks a uh, few matches and uh, not not that long ago of course till um, well since I should say uh, that uh, Day at Wembley, uh, of course, in the playoff final. Manager Gareth Ainsworth has uh, been speaking to us a little earlier on today. One of the highlights, of course, of the summer was his contract extension. Uh, here are his thoughts on that. You know, there's no secret that there was teams, you know, the rumours with teams and, and, uh, and, you know, without giving anything away, the, the club backed me on any team that, um, that was interested. The club gave me their total backing. And for me to have that game made made sure that my man was made up that you know that the contract extension was a good move for me to to sign here. You know, it gives me a little bit of security. It's, uh, it gives the players a little bit of knowledge that I'm I'm committed here. And uh, and I think that um, you know the the vision that Rob, Pete, and Missy have got for this football club is something I want to buy into. You know, they uh, they really want to escalate this club to the championship, and uh, we've had a little taste. Uh, probably a little bit prematurely, but um, that taste has definitely wet my appetite and I, and I want to get back there. So with the people in charge, with the way this club's moving forward, you know, sometimes at a rate of knots, sometimes tiny steps, but um, there's always forward momentum here. And if we can match that on the pitch, then uh, we have a chance of, of making that promised land, which is Wickham Wanderers in the Championship. I mean, even saying it still is uh, is crazy, but... Um, it's a, it's a reality that we can grab now and, and we can't thank people enough for, for being you know supportive of me fans players staff press everyone you know we seem to have it really good here and uh, the culture is very important for me 
And the four signings that you have brought in, are they players that you've been targeting for a while or are they, you know, just players that you need to fill certain positions or have they got in touch with you and said, you know, you seem to be having these uh, end of season games at Wembley, we'd quite like to be involved in those? Yeah, um, Damani was one that we'd chased a little bit. Uh, we knew of him uh, and, and the other boys, you know, um, Chris to Josh, um, Jasper, you know, the, the young boys, the development side that Sam Grace has identified. So no real major signings yet, um, apart from Damani. I think um, with his Man United tag and history, he's going to he's going to carry a little bit of expectation. But um, he's still learning, you know. The signings of Wing and, and Volks and uh, Mamete extension, Farina extension, McLeary extensions. You know, I think these were all really good signings last year. Managers and, and respected managers have always said to me, before you start looking elsewhere, look after your own. And I always do that here. And I think um, statistically, unfortunately for all, this, all the fans who want mega transfers, statistically, the teams that keep their squads together are the, the teams that do the best. You know, chopping and changing means you got something wrong. And 83 points and 90 minutes away from the championship for me is definitely not a bad season. Um, so... Whatever we did last year, can we replicate? Yes, Anthony's gone. David Stockdale's gone, but that one will be rectified, definitely. And Bale's irreplaceable. You know, in the last two years, he has been a bit part from the bench. So, really, I'm only looking at Anthony Stewart and thinking, right, can we improve on Anthony? Be tough, because he was fantastic stalwart for the game, uh, and especially for this club. But, you know, once an SPL team with European aspirations and making him captain and, and giving him the pick of the numbers and... and you know, once that comes in and comes knocking, it's very difficult to compete. And it's something that we, we tried to, but we just couldn't make the numbers match. And uh, and that was uh, that was a decision to let him go for himself as much as anyone else. And we wish him all the best. But if we can get someone in at the ilk of Anthony Stewart, just to bolster the numbers in the squad, I think will be uh, will be very similar to last year. And who knows, maybe go one better. Because it does feel like a bit of a short break since the last campaign. Does it feel in a way a bit of a sort of continuation, really, because you came so close to, to winning promotion? Is it just sort of a carrying on of that? And, and you know, you, you feel you're in a good place? Yeah, and you can't continue too much because the, the, it's, it was a long season. The boys were tired, so you want to get rid of the tiredness, you want to get rid of the fatigue, and you want to go fresh into the new season. And everyone's on zero points. So if we can, if we can build it as the new season, but you know, secretly inside, know that we have a, we have a, a method and a structure that works really well. Of course, I'm not going to change as a manager. That's me. That's my style. That's who I am. But the lads definitely needed that mental reset and definitely needed that physical reset. So, yeah, there, there was a break. Everyone starts a new season, uh, new kit, new photos have been done, new training ground pitches, new new pitch at Adams Park, some new, you know, big changes everywhere. So it, I want it to feel like a new season. I want it to feel like, right, let's go again because we know we're good enough. And so hopefully got that little bit of luck as well that'll help us along the way. I'm really nice to be starting the season at home, I think, especially for the, the obviously the players and yourself and, and the fans as well. Yeah, I've been lucky. And I think the last few years we've started at home in the first game, which has been really nice. So Arkansas last year was was a nice one to start with. And, uh, and if we can get a similar result, I'd be more than happy. Really exciting way to start the season and beginning of the campaign, of course. Uh, we have a Twitter poll running asking where you think uh, Wickham Wanderers will finish this season. Your choices are promotion slash playoffs, uh, 7th to 14th, 15th to 20th or relegation. I'm pleased to report that so far uh, relegation and 15th to 20th have uh, 0% of the votes. 65.4% are with promotion and playoffs and 7th to 14th 
uh, currently second with 34.6% uh, as well. You've got until 10-2 uh, uh, to, uh, to get your votes in there. Uh, of course, a bit of disappointment at the end of the previous campaign with uh, defeat in the League One playoff final. Captain Joe Jacobson has speaking to Liberty at the club at the training ground reflecting on that. It's always tough. Straight after the game, people are down. People are. It's weird at Wembley. You don't all go into the change rooms at the same time. So people are off speaking to family and friends and, and there isn't a time where everyone's kind of together. People leave separately and things like that. So it's quite difficult. But I made sure that I spoke to everyone in the week afterwards. I sent messages to everyone and, and kind of congratulated them on a good season. And look, one game doesn't define 49 game season, whatever it was. And we have to make sure that we took so many positives getting 83 points in the league beating a good MK Dons teams in the semi-final and, and look we didn't win on the day and we probably didn't deserve to win on the day but there's so many good things to take from the season and don't forget about that don't just think about one game and we've come back in this pre-season the gaffer's as positive as ever and um, seems like the vibe is really good and, and everyone's in a good place So this is going to be your ninth season here at the club does it feel as good as it did when you first started? Yeah it's getting better and better um, the facilities have changed Obviously, the new owners have come in a couple of years ago and wanted to change things and, and progress Wickham, make it a bigger club, make it a worldwide club they want to do. And slowly but surely, they're getting there and, and the improvements they've made are, are amazing. And it's nice to kind of see that progression. Some of the boys that are coming in and looking around saying, this is this is great. And I've known it from 10 years ago where, you know, the change rooms weren't here, the media room wasn't here and things like that. The pitches weren't as good. So it's great that we can kind of see that, see what they've done. And yeah, it's been a great kind of progression. And I have that same hunger and desire at the start of this preseason than, I, than I've ever had and yeah I can't see that ever stopping I'm, I'm sure at some point it will stop but for now I feel feel good and I just want to get going again get playing again oh, So do you feel like the experience that you've gained for being here for so long really impacts the way you, you captain? Possibly yeah I think I've seen you know, like I said, from where the clubs come from and, and, you know, the gaffer's been here the whole time as well, so I feel like I know what the gaffer's feeling at certain times. If new players come in and they see the gaffer acting a certain way, I can kind of explain that reason to them, because I've seen it before. So I think that helps a lot as well. And yeah, I think just having someone who's had experience at the club, and, and it's nice when sponsors come or fans come down, that you get to know them and you get to have relationships with them as well, and it's great to kind of see the young kids who are now teenagers or adults that you saw 10 years ago who were you were watching on the terrace and things like that it's nice to see them progress and still be Wickham fans and yeah it's proud when you when you see all that happening great to hear from the captain Joe Jacobson uh, speaking at the training ground and also as we mentioned it's 12 months ago that Sam Vokes was presented to the uh, crowd ahead of that pre-season friendly against Leicester so he's not had a pre-season before so at the club so let's find out how this one's gone joining towards the end of pre-season was tough because I hadn't played any games or got any minutes under my belt so it's nice to come in and have a full pre-season and, and good five or six weeks getting ready for the start Perfect. It seems like there's good spirits around the team. How is the feelings going into the first match on Saturday? Yeah, good. Lads are excited. I think it's 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 come around quickly. It doesn't feel like two minutes ago last season finished and, and we're ready to go again. So it's exciting. Boys are ready. Had a good enough rest and, and good pre-season and ready to go. So there's a lot of confidence among the group about maybe being another challenges for promotion again yeah. this season. Yeah, definitely. I think that's our, that's definitely our goal going into going into the season is uh, 
his promotion. We won't get carried away. A lot on Alora was really from last season because it was tough going that close and then losing out on the last day. But no, going into this one, the focus hasn't changed at all. We've got a great squad and it's the same mentality really, yeah, going to be up there again. you excited to be playing with some new names? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, we lost a couple from last season that done well for us, but I think we've replaced very well. And the lads that come in this pre-season have looked sharp and uh, I'm sure we'll get ready to go again on Saturday for their, for their first game. So what is the best thing about playing for Wickham? Coming to work every day with a smile on your face, I think. It's, uh, it's a great place to come every day. Great group of lads and hopefully that resonates what we do on a Saturday as well and you can see that in the way we play. One of the new arrivals from this summer, of course, is Jasper Pattenden. Uh, he's been speaking to uh, Liberty about how he's been settling in. To be honest, probably better, if not as good as I was expecting when I came in. Um, I knew boys are in a position where they've already got that shirt and I knew I'd have to work extremely hard and hit the ground running but I felt like it's gone really well in my training sessions worked as hard as I can in games and I feel like I've settled in really really nicely so I'm, I'm dead happy about it's gone so far um, Are you especially looking forward to having the first match at home? What's your feelings on that? Honestly yeah and yeah, no, I can't wait I went down and saw the ground when I when I came to sign. Haven't seen it with the fans in there, so it'll be a first for me. But no, really excited to get there and especially have the first one, the opening one at home, to hopefully what will start a, a very, very memorable season. Um, and lastly, are there any particular teams that you're most looking forward to playing? Yeah, I'm a Derby fan. So to, to play Derby and to go to Pride Park is probably the, the one for me. But no doesn't take anything away from the game for me at all if anything it makes you want to go and beat me even more but no that's probably the one that stands out but there's a lot of top teams in that league and every game will be a tough challenge with England doing so well at the women's Euros we'll hear from new Wickham Wanderers women boss Carl Simon shortly but first uh, the chairman of Wickham Wanderers Rob Kuig was at the training ground this morning speaking to the players and uh, he joined us on mid-morning to tell us what he told them when I told them that what I've learned about the Wickham experience and about our team well first I think we have talent wise the best team we've ever had in the 135 year history of the club I think we have the best management and staff we've ever had. I think that our off-pitch staff is as good or better than ever. But despite all of that, we have to be consistent with the true Wickham way, which is to exceed expectations of others if we're going to succeed. And I think if we do that, then we should be challenging for promotion at the end of this year. And in fact, my own personal level will be, I will be satisfied only with promotion. Does it feel like a real, obviously more excitement to, to start this season as a result though of, of how far the club has come? Yeah. And I think that's a lot has to do with the players, the staff, our off-field promotionals. You know, we're looking at this being the highest attendance we've had for our first game of the year certainly in 15 and 20 years and maybe ever. And because we're doing a, a better job, I think, of getting out into the community, plus everybody can see the quality of football that's being played and there's the better fan experience. So, yeah, excitement. Look, I flew 4,500 miles just to go to the game. So there you go. <laughs> and what can fans expect this season in terms of a, of a match day experience? As you drive into the park, we will try i think you'll find my missy was over there today she says it's cleaner it's more the presentation is better you'll come in the village that we have the chairboys village has expanded capacity and we have 
done a great job of getting it ready for the fans with additional food products and the like, additional ways to get their beverages. The staff, once again, has been taught and led to lead with a smile so that people know that we're grateful for their attendance. Uh, When you come into the stadium, in addition to our terrific uh, Wi-Fi system and sound system and the like, that's a carryover from years past, we've taken a section that we used to use for a small group of people and we've rebranded it as, quote, the director's lounge. But in fact, what it really is, is a place that sort of complements the um, Woodlands Lounge on the on the home side where people can come in and have a different quality of food and drink and access and the like. So we've got that going. We're trying to make sure our restrooms are better. We're fighting that battle all the time. Part of the issue is we're in an old dilapidated stadium and we're trying to work. It's sort of like the house, you know, you can only repaint and and refix so many things. What I think is interesting, perhaps to fans is that we, we are presenting to our co-owner, the trust, a huge plan for redevelopment from a new access road, additional car park that we would build out, a new terrace end, a revitalization of the Frank Adams stand to make a much better situation for our disabled fans and bringing our home stand closer to the field over the next two years. So lots of things going on that we're laying the groundwork for. Do you get the sense as well that there's a real kind of growing support uh, in the town for the club and, and what the club is doing and trying to do? I mean, I was part of a queue uh, before the, the Wembley game, which snaked all the way down to the police station from the train station. I mean, fortunately, I was quite high up in the queue, uh, but I did feel sorry for the people who, who were in a little bit. A real kind of... Say, a, man like, a man like you is not in a queue. You went to the front with your press <laughs> didn't you? No, no, I queued up with everyone else. I, I wanted to be part of the fan experience. Yeah, uh, no, you're right. And look, no small part of it, and um is you guys. We are gaining momentum in the public. One of the things we have done and we, we're just in the process of doing is we're instituting our own speakers bureau because we get more and more people who would like to hear from a player or a member of the staff or a coach or a manager or an owner or whomever. And we want to accommodate those multiple requests, get ourselves out there because we are of the community and for the community, and we understand it. The good news is the community has really embraced the new way of doing business. You can tell from the fact that we have the highest number of season ticket holders that we've had in over 20 years, 25 years. Uh, The fact that we have a bigger crowd than ever for an opening game. The fact that we have more people following us on Wickham TV around the world. Yeah, it's pretty cool. As you say, we're really excited as well for the for the new season. We've got the Wickham Wanderer show this evening. We've got live commentary with Phil starting on on Saturday as well. And as you know, you're often part of the the, the pre match show as well at Adams Park, and it's fantastic to to be involved with the club too. Well, good, and it's a great partnership. And and look, you know, having Phil with us and having him work with you guys, I think if people look around and say, is there a difference in the way the club is approaching the community? You can look at that as a simple. Deal. The fact that you guys have reached out to us and we to you, I think shows the type of partnerships that can be made 
and uh, it's exciting for us. So let's uh, let's hope we can do what we think we can do on the field and have another great year. So just finally, what will be your message to two supporters ahead of the, the start of the season on Saturday? See you, see you at the game and let's have a beer. My real message is let's together exceed expectations. That's the true Wickham way. Online, on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound. Still to come on the first Wickham Wanderers show of the new series, we'll be hearing from new Wickham Wanderers women boss Carl Simon and we'll catch up with defender Jack Grimmer as well. Plus, you still have time to vote on our poll on Twitter where you think the club will finish this season. Uh, I'm sure you'll be uh, not surprised to hear that promotion and playoffs is still leading the way. Uh, there's 7th to 14th to choose from as well, 15th to 20th and uh, the dreaded R word, which uh, fortunately has not got any... <laughs> Any votes so far at all, uh, which is uh, good news and very positive, which is how we should start the season. Continuing our uh, fantastic partnership with the Wickham Wanderers Ex-Players Association, I'm very pleased to say that uh, we've started the campaign with a, with a top guest, uh, former midfielder, captain, coach and uh, even caretaker manager, Keith Ryan, uh, joins us. Uh, very good evening to you, sir. Good evening, Colin. How are you? Uh, really good, thank you. How are you doing? All good, yeah, all good, thank you. It's really exciting, isn't it? The, the start of the season. I'm sure you've you've had many a uh, many a preseason in your time, and uh, I think a good place to start would be how, how the sort of preseason preparations sort of changed for you, even from you know when you first started in the in the in the sort of amateur time of the club to semi pro, and then obviously to to even as a coach. I'm sure preseasons were very different then as well. Yeah, I mean um, there was a, a huge transition in in my day, obviously, because we went from uh, a non league team to a um, professional team, so. Yeah, back in that back in the day when I first joined Wickham, um, Tuesdays and Thursdays would be uh, a rushing around, and all of us, and not just me, rushing around all day trying to get some work finished, um, making sure you were certainly on time because you'd get a fine if you were late. Um, I used to turn up because I was I'm in the flooring industry, so in dirty uh, dirty um, shirt and ripped jeans and boots with glue covered all over them and yeah, looking a right mess. And there's other guys that would come from the office or other guys that would come from equally the, the building site. And uh, yeah, all like-minded people wanted to get there to, to train and put in a good shift and try and up the fitness uh, ready for the, the season ahead. It's fantastic and fascinating to hear how sort of training generally at the club has, has changed. I remember a couple of series ago I got to speak to Martin and and he was saying there was a, there was a couple up at Homer Green who used to bring sort of buns for the team and and I'm sure I'm sure that be that'd be fantastic to think that happens today as well but but I'm not sure that it would. <laughs> yeah, well that's it. I mean, I think to be honest that was that was um non-league days but that was certainly um in the league as well because it was a lot more old school those days, you know. I think Glenn Creaser has talked about it in the past where um we trained at Holmer Green, and uh, you know the winners of the the fiver side on a on a Friday would get a Kit Kat, and we'd all have a cup of sit around and have a cup of tea, and even some uh, alcoholic beverages were 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 taken, um, just one um, for the winning team on a Friday. So yeah, non-league days, uh, league days, but it was a different different sort of era then. You know, it's it's changed so much in in my time. Although I would say, I mean, the the science behind pre-season has changed a lot, but um, I, you know, we were still fit guys, you know, um, of the time we were obviously sort of the non-league days, we were, we were the, the fittest guys in the league, I would say. It doesn't seem very sort of fun initially um, when, you know, when you come back from, from your, your, your break over the summer and, you know, you have to do sort of certain tests, obviously, and really kind of prove yourself and hopefully not put on too much of weight and, and get ready for sort of competition once again after the break. Yeah, <clears throat> where things have changed quite a lot. I mean, Martin, Martin was um, 
fantastic at getting us fit. And, and he used to say during the season, he asked so much of us during the season that he didn't mind if we had a bit of downtime in the off-season. Um, but you have to hit the ground running when you turn up um, the, the next pre-season. Yeah, where, where things have changed, certainly at the top level, you know, they don't get a break, them boys. They are, they're constant. And um, the minute you step off the gas, someone's going to take your place. So, yeah, I mean, equally, um, when I was... When I was playing, I, I liked to stay fairly fit. I needed um, a, a mental rest as much as anything, more more actually than a physical rest because um, in the early days, there was a lot of pressure put on us. Um, we were winning things. We were top, tops, of, tops of leagues and winning cup competitions. And um, that does take its toll in some way. So you need to switch off somehow mentally. Um, the physical side of things... Um, pretty much took care of itself and I didn't want to be flagging um, the first day of pre-season so I used to try and tick over as best I could anyway and I think these days they're given programmes to do and there's so much um, uh, information out there and technology out there that they can wear these vests that, uh, that track them and all sorts so I don't know really what goes on at, at Wickham's level or, or, or at the pro game these days but um, certainly the physios can keep an eye on what the guys are doing. We had Gareth a little earlier on saying, because obviously this season, there's been such a short gap between last season and this season. They do, as you say, players need a real uh, reset in terms of mental and physical because it's been such a, a long, tough season. But I guess as well, there's a bit of us, you know, obviously in your day winning it um, in sort of FA trophies and, and getting to FA Cup semi-finals, And, and there must be a kind of like uh, at one point that, you know, the season ends and you think, yeah, because if we're ending on a high and we've done so well, just to sort of carry on and kind of go again the next season as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you never went to want to finish a season badly, do you? You want to like ride the wave in some ways. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got to remember the players um, have, have given a lot during the season and they deserve a, a rest. Um, you know, you're not able to go abroad with your families or your children um, in the season. So that time is quite special, really. And you, you need to cram a lot into the six or seven weeks, might be less than that now, five or six weeks that you're off. Um, so you can certainly take advantage of, um, you know, a bit of sun on your back, going to um, your sunnier climbs and playing with the kids in the, on the beach and stuff like that. So that's really, really important because you need to reconnect with the family a bit more. And then, yeah, you are, you're sort of um, ready to gear up for the next season. And then that first game, obviously fans really look forward to the first game. The, you know, the weather's usually quite summery, uh, whether it's home or away. Uh, putting you a bit on the spot here, but are there any sort of first, first game of the season sort of that really stand out for you? <laughs> I've got quite a bad one. <laughs> uh, I can't. I can remember a few, but um, one that sticks in my mind. Um, we played Wigan away one the first game of the, uh, the season under John Gregory, and I think I'd just come back from one of my cruciate injuries, and I, I think he played me wing back, and it wasn't really my position, and I was a fit enough fella, but um, yeah, I struggled that day, so I, di- I didn't long. I didn't last much longer than half time. I was, I think, five minutes, ten minutes into the second half, I was dragged off. So, yeah, it wasn't a pleasing experience, I must say. <laughs> and I'm sure as well, many summers, you know, for all teams really, but you have sort of new faces that need to integrate with the team quite quick and, and sort of hit the ground running. And I'm sure, you know, different people will take a little while to settle in. Definitely, definitely. I mean, yeah, yeah, new players, new managers, you know. Uh, you know, if you have a, um, a, re- a relatively long career, you do have different techniques with different managers, um, different techniques in, in pre-season. Um, so you have to adapt to that. And yeah, certainly when, um, you know, you're bringing new players in, you have to adapt to their style of play. Um, they're, they're sort of being integrated into the squad. And yeah, there's a, but, but that should be really ironed out in pre-season 
before you get to the first games of the season. But as you say, um, usually first game of the season is roasting hot, you know, um, hottest day of the year. Um, the water bottles are all out. The, the drinks breaks are, are being had. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so exciting. And certainly home games for, for, for the kickoff are brilliant because the crowd have been starved of, of watching their team play for so long that um, there's generally a really, really good atmosphere around the place. And yeah, just happy memories of playing, you know, home games. First game of the season is great memories. And what about when you're a coach of the club? Were there certain things you're looking for on, on the opening game, you know, hoping that to see certain things from certain players? Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, performance really. I mean, you're not going to win every game, but as long as uh, the team are gelling and uh, the performances are good, then results really should take care, care of themselves. But, you know, it's an old cliche, but um, it's difficult to stop a losing run. So everybody's desperate to get points on the board. Um, you know, if you start the, the season poorly, then um, you're always looking over your shoulder. So no question, every side that's um, gearing up to play this Saturday or next Saturday, whatever it may be, um, will be looking to get some points on the board straight away and get a good little run going, get some um, rapport between the players, um, get the get the, the fans on their side and uh, kickstart the season, really. And fans may not know that you, you do a lot of work with um, Flackwell Heath as well at the moment. Again, that must be very different for you to sort of prepare the team for the new season and what's what's to come. Yeah, it's great. Um, I'm loving it. It's um, yeah, it's good fun. They've got two two really good guys, um, Chris Ayres and Paul Schoen that, that run it, uh, and then I just sit behind them and, and and have it have whatever input I see fit. So yeah, it's been great, and then it's it's nice to be on the on the right side of the stopwatch. So now I'm not having to run round cones and stuff. I'm actually <laughs> the one with the stopwatch telling people they've got to be in in time, else they'll do a, do the run again. So now it is good. They're good good young lads, and they want to learn, and that's the main thing. And um, yeah, uh, you know, we're hopeful for a, for a good season, but it's been brilliant. You know, again, it is team building. You know, I've seen it just down at, at Flatcore here. You know, we've brought in two or three new players that will help the help the boys. So yeah, it's, it's, it's anyone that loves football um, can get really excited about preseason, first games, and yeah, it's, it's wonderful. And really nice to see you back at Adams Park for for Matt Bloomfield's game. Of course, that must have been fantastic for you as well to to see some old faces too. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't have missed that. Um, it was fantastic, and Matty got a, a, a tremendous reception from from the fans, quite rightly so. He's been a brilliant servant, uh, Mr. Wickham. So it's lovely to come down. I do. I probably don't get down as much as I should do. It's so difficult. Um, I'm not making excuses, but the balance that you have to have to um, strike between work and family, and you know, I'm I'm, do, I'm helping a little bit with Flatwood Heath. And and then your own time where where I can get out and watch Wickham play and um, support support the Wanderers is yeah it's difficult so it, I mean it's I probably should get down more than I do but I absolutely love it when I when I come back down to the club and I've got to say that um, uh, it always um, surprises me how warm and loving and uh, what fond memories I have of the place everybody I meet down there is is very gracious and. Um, and uh, full of praise and yeah it's just lovely to have a chat with people when I go down so yes I must make uh, more of a point of getting down there and what are your thoughts this season because obviously came so close uh, last term and you know, as I say the, the sort of the start of the campaign everyone's very excited but I think one of the real signings of the summer obviously is, is the manager you know committing his future as well so good yeah so good and, and he thoroughly deserves it he's been brilliant hasn't he Gareth 
I know him well. He's a great guy. Um, yeah, he's perfect. He's a perfect fit for Wickham because he's everything that you want from a manager. And and I think he 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 um he encourages players to play in his mould in some ways. So um, you you've you've always got a never say die attitude in the team. The team spirit is always really good. And to tie him down to um, I think it was just an extra year, an extension, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, was that we got a year extension, which is fantastic. Yeah, so. He, a bit of stability for the club and the players. I mean, if, if you sign in new players, they want to know who the manager's going to be. So that's wonderful. And uh, yeah, I mean, they had a fantastic season last season. Um, it just came up short, which was unfortunate, but um, they met a Sunderland side that were, that are in some ways gearing up for the premiership, let alone the championship. They are, they've been trying so hard to get to, to where they are now and um, they'll probably kick on again, you know, so um, it would have been a hell of a feat if we'd have beaten them at Wembley. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't to be, but we we wish them all, all the luck in the world. But um, as far as Wickham goes, um, well, it'd be nice to do the same again. I mean, uh, we, uh, what comes with uh, success is a bit of pressure. So I think people would be expecting Wickham to finish in the playoffs again. But, you know, you look at the teams in that league and uh, there's some strong Strong, strong contenders in there. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Gareth will get them going and we'll be there or thereabouts. And something else which he's really sort of known for and has brought to the side is the, is the culture and the spirit. And, and I'm sure you've been in many dress rooms yourself with, with brilliant camaraderie and that's been, you know, really key as well. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think um, maybe, and I, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, turn here, but I don't know what sort of budget we can have as opposed to anyone else. But, um, if you haven't got all the spending power or the power to get loans in or this, that and the other, you have to create something. And if you, if you can create an atmosphere um, and a team morale and a, an ethos, you know, where people are working for each other, helping each other out, um, there's no doubt, doubt about it. Um, Wick, um, Gallus players uh, would run through a brick wall for him and, and it's, it's obvious, you know, you look at look at the performances, what they've done for him so far. Um, it can really honestly take you a, a long way. I know that because some a lot some of the teams I played in, you know, weren't the best teams in the league. But we certainly finished above a lot of the so-called better and bigger clubs because of um, the sort of atmosphere that was created in the group. So, um, yeah, I'm sure um, um, Gareth would do the same again. Always a real pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much, Steve, for your time. No problem at all. Good to speak to you, Colin. Uh, likewise. Keith Ryan speaking to us here at Wickham Sound. As mentioned, uh, we'll hear from Jack Grimmer very soon as well. And with the uh, England team doing so well at the Women's Euros through to Sunday's final, of course, uh, then uh, Liberty at the training ground has been speaking to new Wickham Wanderers women boss, Carl Simon. At the moment, it's a case of bringing players in and getting players back from from the season, from the break of last season. So the first thing we did when we came in was just get to meet the players. So we actually called a lot of them back from the end of season break um, just to get to know them and play a few games. And now going into pre-season, which has been a long one for us, so it's an eight-week pre-season, starting off down at the Rye before our new ground is available on, in August. Just been doing lots of good work, trying to implement some new ideas, some strategies and tactics, and, you know, putting players for their paces. So it's going really well. Some new signs have come in that have gelled nicely with the group and hopefully we're looking to make a few more. Perfect. So what are the main strengths of the team? Very solid team when I came in. So the first thing that struck me, I um, had a lot of senior players in there, um, a lot of very good defenders. 
Um, what we lacked um, in depth was midfielders, central midfielders. So we were working hard to, to rectify that. But, um, you know, as I say, very strong um, defensively, um, really good strikers, um, but really lacking in depth when it comes to central midfield players. Perfect. So how important do you think the success of the Lionesses have been on women's football as a whole? It, you know, every, every time a women's team goes out and performs I think it's it's important for women's football in in, in a whole um, the um, Real Madrid and Barcelona uh, match that was a 90,000 at the new Camp things like that really put women's football on the match I've been lucky enough to go to the last couple of FA Cup finals and they're near sellouts at Wembley it's becoming the norm and the Euros here is just going to accelerate the whole process uh, massively so Loads of new fans coming in, um, loads of girls who believe and can see that, yes, me too, I can be a professional football player. So it's brilliant. So lastly, what is the main target for your team and this season? Everyone gets asked me that question. The target is promotion. We're Wickham Wanderers, we're playing in Tier 5, and at bare minimum, we need to get ourselves into um, National League football. So that's where we need to be, whether it's the target for this season, next season, season after that. That will always be the target. We're not at the level that we should, we should be at. A club of our size in women's football, we should be higher. So that's that's the main target, yeah. Online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM, this is Wickham Sound. Final part of the first edition of the Wickham Wanderer show of the new series. Uh, the Twitter poll remains open for you to get your votes in as to where you think the club will finish the season. And uh, I'm pleased to report there's a sort of 60-40 split at the moment. Uh, 60-ish uh, percent going for uh, promotion and playoffs, as you'd expect. And uh, 7th to 14th uh, also features sort of, you know, sort of creeping up a little. I don't it's, it's looking good, I think. For the, there's a real kind of feeling of positivity, obviously around the club and throughout the fans as well. Of course, the team have been uh, in pre-season action and looking forward to uh, uh, the first big kickoff of the season, of course, on Saturday at three o'clock, uh, Adams Park against. Uh, Burton Albion, and I'm very pleased to say we can speak to a friend of the show and uh, Wickham Wanderers defender Jack Grimmer, uh, who joins us now. Hello, sir. Hi, mate. How are you? Really good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. All good. How's your summer been? a shorter uh, shortened summer yeah yeah short but sweet um yeah it was a great summer um my wife and i actually we got we got married uh sort of last summer but this summer because of you know thankfully there's no covid restrictions we managed to have the big sort of celebration back in scotland with family and friends um and uh so that made it yeah an extra special summer for us oh fantastic many congratulations Thank you very much, mate. How would you say the the preseason's gone? Because that's felt a bit strange as well, isn't it? With some of the, and there's not, not really, we mentioned it was twelve months ago today that you had the the big Leicester uh, game, of course, at Adams Park. Yeah, absolutely. It was um, preseasons went well, to be honest. I think it was uh, it's probably a good thing from a player's point of view that it's a bit shorter than usual. I think um, you know, I think with because of the shorter break over the summer, I think, um, you know, the, the pre-season hasn't had to be as difficult as maybe previous seasons, which is a blessing for us players, but we feel in a great place for the, for the season. Um, you know, I think it was great to get back in and get the sort of the bad memories of Wembley out, out of the system and, um, and, you know, looking forward to the new season. Does it feel like there's so much you can take in terms of experiences, what you've been through in, in the previous couple of campaigns, really, that, that that will stand you in such good stead for this season? Yeah, for sure. I think we've you know applied ourselves very well to to League One over the last couple of years. Um, you know, with a promotion under our belts and you know reaching the playoff final last season, I think you know the experiences 
there within the squad and you know definitely the management and the staff you know they've been there and done it already and um you know i think that's why there's always sort of that optimistic feeling i think is is the right words for you know the season ahead and hopefully you know we can go one step further than we did last season it really feels like there's you know real progress being made at the club and and as players you must feel that too yeah for sure good i mean us players we do our bit to try and help progress the club on the pitch but you know behind the scenes there's just so much going on um off off the pitch that you know uh, We've had uh, Robin, Rob Koo again today, you know, discussing his plans for the, the the club off the pitch. And it is a really exciting time to be a part of a club. You know, it, you can feel it progressing and, you know, it's a nice thing being a player, a part of a club that's going the right way. And I guess every team goes through a sort of transition stage, but I think a lot's been made, hasn't it, of, of the likes of, of Bayo leaving and uh, yeah, Matt Bloomfield, of course, um, stepping down from his, his playing duties and, and some quite senior players. And obviously Anthony Stewart going as well to, to a club you know well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's um, yeah that especially the Anthony Stewart one you you mentioned there was you know quite a shock for me being it, moving to my hometown club. But but as you say, it's you know big transitional periods within the squad. I mean, you mentioned there about Matty Bloomfield. You know, thankfully he hasn't completely left us, and he is still part of the coaching staff. And you know, I confirm by the same. And Darius Charles was another one the season before. Um, you know, David Stockdale. All these names. You know, they're big personalities within the squad and. You know, it's it's almost time for, you know, other players like myself and, you know, Joe Jacobson's obviously been there for a number of years as well. So thankfully we haven't, you know, lost him yet as well. But, you know, it's a good chance for a, you know, transition and period of the club and, um, you know, on the pitch to try and keep the success there that we've had in recent years. Does it feel a bit strange? Because in a way you've not really been at the club that long, I guess, but also now you're, you're one of the more experienced players as well. I know. I think it is. It's um, you know. I definitely feel um, probably the most settled I've felt in my career here at Wickham. Um, you know, I think that's partly down to the, you know, the way the club is, the manager, the players in the changing room. You know, it's a great bunch of boys to. You know, I'm lucky to get to work with them every day, and um, yeah, I think the feel good factor definitely is helped by this success that we've managed to get since. Since my time at the club, um, I couldn't have asked for it to go, you know, in a better direction. And I think on and off the pitch, the club has definitely developed so much over the recent years. And it's just exciting to be a part of it. And it feels like there's real strength and depth in the squad as well. And obviously with, with players going, it gives others an opportunity. We talked about Anthony Stewart's position. There's, you know, the likes of Chris Freena and Jack Wakeley. And of course, um, y- yourself can, can, can play in that position too. Yeah, for sure. It's um, it's it's a position I've played numerous times. Not not so much at my time at Wickham, but at previous clubs I've played there very often, and it is a position that I, I feel comfortable in. And uh, like you said, you know, football's forever evolving, and I think it's a great chance for the likes of Chris Ferino and, and Jack Wakeley to step up and you know fill the boots of you know Anthony, who inevitably will be a big miss uh, on and off the pitch. He was a great character to have, but. You know, unfortunately, that's just football. That's the way it is. And it's a great chance, like you say, for, you know, almost to put the implementation of the B team, you know, put it to practice and show that it was done for a reason, which, you know, I've I've no doubt the club are looking to do. And I think as fans as well, every season you look at the teams that have been promoted uh, into, you know, your division or relegated down from a higher division. And, and this season really feels like, you know, League One has some has some big teams in it. But fantastic that, that you know, Wickham are among the, the teams considered contenders. Yeah, for sure. I think it's definitely a sign of, you know, how just how much the club has progressed in the short period of time. Um, 
that uh, when I joined the club, um, you know, you could have almost have said the ambition was to stay in League One, and now you find yourself sort of three years later being, you know, up there with one of the maybe not the promotion favourites, but certainly a team that's going to find itself up and hopefully challenging the top end of the table. I think it it's a credit to the gaffer and you know all the all the staff behind the scenes and the recruitment that they've done. Um, you know the QAs coming in have have made an unbelievable change to the club's future. Um, and it is it is really exciting to be a part of. You know I've played in sort of mid table teams or lower end league table teams and it's just it doesn't have the same adrenaline buzz every single Saturday that I have here at Wickham. So it's great to be a part of it. And does that fill you with extra kind of um, excitement, if that's the right word, to, to look forward to, to the new campaign and, and sort of a fresh start, if you like? It does, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I was really looking forward to getting back over the summer. I think um, you, you kind of take the day at Wembley, you know, you, you try to get over it as best you can. But, you know, I find myself at points during the close season, just, you know, it was almost like a weight. You thought, oh, what could have been? But, you know, unfortunately, it wasn't to be our day. Um, you know, Sunderland does more than deserved, I thought, on the day to to win the game and be promoted. So, you know, fair play to them. But I think it does to be challenging for promotion. You know, that's what you want as a player to be winning games of football and up towards the, the right end of the table. Um, and you know, like I say, hopefully we can just do that again this season. We mentioned it. We did. We failed to mention him on the departure. Of course, David Stockdale. He'll be a, a huge miss, both in terms of you know what he what he brought between uh, the sticks, but also in the in the change room as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've uh, I've been fortunate enough to play with Stocko at a number of clubs, um, and like you say, there he is a massive part of not just on the field but off the field as well. And you know, these are big, big characters and personalities that have that have unfortunately left the club. But like you say, it is time for others to step into their space and um, you know really sort of step into the step out into the front line um, and, you know, try and continue the, try to take the club on the you know, upwards trajectory that it's been on the re- in recent years. And what can you tell us about that? The, the spirit and the, the camaraderie and the, and the real culture that's, that the manager has installed both, you know, in the dressing room and on the, on the training ground as well, that, that, that really makes things special for you as, as a whole unit. Yeah, I think it, 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 to me, it comes down mostly to the recruitment. I mean, the gaffer is, sort of very detailed, I would think, in the, in the sort of background checks that he does on players, you know, looking into their personalities, what kind of people they are. And I think for me, normally nine times, if not 10 times out of 10, they've had it, they've gotten it pretty much spot on since I've been at the club. And I think with the lads coming in this summer window, I, I know they're maybe not, you know, as as their headliners as Sam Volks or Gareth McCleary were last year, but you know, I think they're they're good ones for the future. And the kinds of characters that they are, there's you know plenty space for development. And I think they've done nothing but add to the good vibes that you know are already there this season. And you mentioned Gareth and Sam because it really felt like last season, as the the season went on, their their, their form really improved. And and again, that's something we can really look forward to this season as well. Yeah, I think if you ask either of them, um, you know, I think it's up there with one of the maybe the most happiest they've been at a football club and it's you know no surprise that when the player is at his happiest that you get the best out of them and I think Wickham and especially the gaffer and Dobbo um, you know the unsung hero of it all probably gets you know it's, there's no surprise that they create that environment that the players get to flourish in and I think that's why inevitably we have been a club that have punched above its weight in recent years and I think we'll continue to do so because they you know, are for me, they're the best at getting that extra 20 or 30% out of each player in the team. 
And also, we mentioned that you know the the, the big game at Wembley, twenty thousand weekend fans going, and and it real, really fills you with a sense of you know optimism that, that that the town is getting behind the club more, and you know uh, attendance is starting to grow. We saw it again at the end of, of last season as well, when there was so much to play for, and and you as players must feel that backing as well. Yeah, I honestly can't emphasise it enough how much we feel the backing. I think, uh, you know, even in the short space of time that I've been at the club, I've seen the sort of the not just the numbers, but the atmosphere and the in the sort of vibe and the feel good factor around the club grow. And I think, like I said, I can't really emphasise it enough just how much us players love it, and you know, we really buy into it. And um, you know, I think you see this sense of it at Wembley and that's why it does add the extra pain I'm not going to lie the the Wembley the you see them turn out in their numbers like we asked them to do um you know I was I was so overwhelmed we all were actually by the support the support that we managed to get to Wembley and to you know just not get over the line for them was was painful and a, a, almost a weight that stayed with all of us players over the summer but I think that's hopefully the extra drive that we're going to need this season to you know hopefully cause another upset and um and, you know, like I said before, go one step further. And what must be especially inspiring as well is that the influence that you have on youngsters and the manager was talking this morning in his uh, press session about how he drew, drove past a, a soccer camp and, the, and there were so many youngsters with, with Wickham shirts on. And, you know, he said previously, you know, he just noticed sort of Chelsea and Man United shirts. But and I know you've, you've done some great work in the community as well with some youngsters yourself. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're spot on, actually. It was really funny that sort of funny time for you to ask that because I was at a soccer camp this afternoon um, with Sam Volks and we actually commented on the amount of Wickham shirts that there were and I remember doing one at my sort of first season before Covid hit um, back in 2019 and um, you know it is obviously there to see just how many Man United, Liverpool, Arsenal shirts there is and of course you know they're the top Premier League sides and I know you're going to get that but I was actually pleasantly surprised today that there were so many kids in Wickham shirts and, you know, excited by our presence and things. And I just think that shows you the impact that I've mentioned it before the fans are having on the team, but obviously the team are having a good impact on the community as a whole. And I think it is, I think everyone, you know, can just see a group of, you know, the gaffer spearheads it perfectly, but a group of just individuals that come together nicely as a team working hard for the badge. And I think it is, like you say there, it's having a great impact on, you know, generations to come, hopefully. And what you see and, and feel as well is that it doesn't matter if, you, if you're a player playing every week or a player on the on the fringes or even like in the development uh, squad and really making your own sort of way. It feels that every every member of the group is is really kind of behind the team and really backing uh, all the players. Yeah, absolutely. I think we, you know, set up, pride ourselves on no one opinion is is bigger or no one voice is bigger than the other. I think maybe now that Hakim Femme was gone, I think maybe we can say that. But <laughs> but, um, but no, I think you're right. I think there's some fringe players that come into it and buy into it straight away. Um, you know, you even see with Nick Freeman was, you know, unfortunately injured last season, but he jumped into the commentary side of things and, you know, we felt his presence there the entire season. And it is that sort of one for all, all for one, as cliche as that, you know, might sound, but it's, I think it's the way you have to be to, to get the best out of everyone and, and create that sort of happy environment that everyone wants to come into every day. And something that fans really like to see as well is, is the youngsters coming through and, and really being successful and breaking into the first team and, and making such an impact. And uh, as you say, as, as the other players sort of involved in that as well, you must really enjoy that too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's um, I think it was a, a great thing for me personally seeing the 
sort of accusation of the of the B team. I think it was you know I think a, a number of people inside the club sort of hated the fact that the youth team sort of got scrapped in the first place. Um, so to see that come back and you know already we're we're paving the way for you know Anis. Messi <laughs> to come back to you know to make his way in football again and you know Chris Verino and I've no doubt that there's going to be a lot more players um you know to, to give them that step back into the game and you know it works out for both parties I've absolutely no doubt about it and these these players really I almost think get the hearts of the fans because you know it, they almost feel as if I think the fans feel like they're having a, a great sort of part to play in that player's career and that player's development and I think they buy into it straight away so to see sort of almost reaping the, the fruits of that so quickly with Anis was was great to see. Well, obviously, wish you all the best for a really successful season. I really appreciate your time. And what would be your message to you fans as we head into this, this season opening game on Saturday? Uh, well, I hope to see you all down there. Um, honestly, us players really can feel the support. So don't, you know, think for one minute that we can't. And we honestly appreciate all the support you've given us over the last few years. Um, I truly hope this season that we can get over the line because I'm, I can tell you now the players felt it just as much as the fans last season when we didn't manage to do it. But hopefully this season can be a, a productive one and a successful one for everyone. And yeah, thanks again, honestly, guys, for the support because it means the world to us. Well, we wish uh, you uh, personally and you, the team, sort of collectively uh, a fantastic season. And uh, thank you again for your time. A really brilliant to speak to you. No, top man, mate. Thank you very much, bud. Uh, Jack Grimmett speaking to us here at Wickham Sound on the Wickham Wanderers show. Uh, continuing our coverage uh, will be here each week, of course, throughout the season. And uh, this week on the first edition of the show, we've been asking you uh, where you think uh, the club will finish this season. The votes are in, as, as they say, and uh, 60.6% have gone for promotional playoffs. Uh, seven through to 14th in the table is the view of 39.4%. Uh, and uh, very pleased to report but uh, no votes at all have gone for uh, 15th to 20th or relegation. So uh, definitely a top half finish and it uh, looks like being quite exciting as well. Uh, traditionally, of course, on this uh, day or uh, edition of the show, we have our own predictions as well, uh, for which Luke has joined us. You were, you, were, you were our nearest last season, weren't you? Yeah, I was. Just one out. Have I mentioned that? I'm going for playoffs again, though. I'm joining everybody else and I'm guessing you're probably going to do the same. Uh, no, I'm going for much more optimistic this time. I'm going for uh, automatic. Automatic promotions? Yes, okay. I'm going for second. Second. I, I shall write it down. It'll be locked in a, a sealed envelope and we'll find out who was right in, in May. There's something to look forward to. I'm really looking forward to uh, the uh, the live commentary kicking off on Saturday as well and all the pre-match build-up from midday. Yeah, that's going to be good fun. We're looking forward to it. Uh, we'll be live with uh, Rob and the team from 12 o'clock uh, with all the pre-match stuff. From 2, Phil will join us for, for team news and you'll hear clips that you may have heard today and some other bits as well. Uh, and then from 3 o'clock it is uh, commentaries with Phil Cat poll uh, uh, from three o'clock on 106.6 fm and yeah it's gonna be good looking forward to it and some post-match analysis as well yeah we want you to get involved uh, if you liked what you saw on the pitch if you didn't like what you saw uh, if you're wanting a goalkeeper to be signed for the club uh, then let us know after the game at Wickham Sound on Twitter uh, or you can leave us a message on WhatsApp 01494 uh, Luke Hashman will be here to take all your thoughts uh, check out the website for more details wickhamsound.org.uk uh, we'll be back 7 o'clock don't forget to check out the podcast version of the show as well 